0: hello and welcome to open all Ours qpr podcast we're back with another edition it's thursday so a bit later in the week than usual but i am joined by mr paul finney the most consistent member of the podcast group these days paul how you doing
1: Only because I haven't got a life, (laughs) and um, that's it. I'm all right. I've come back from Pembrokeshire, a seven-hour drive on Sunday, four-and-a-half-hour drive yesterday. And, um, yeah, it's a bit mad in London, isn't it? But, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good.
0: Did you have enough petrol? That's the real question.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel the woman in Pembrokeshire said it was really, really busy. I was a second customer of the day.
0: Oh, I'm jealous. It's been a nightmare in London trying to get petrol. I haven't even bothered. Um... When I came
1: back yesterday, we queued up in between... St Albans and Barnet for the South Mims um, garage. There you go. Madness. What could
0: be better than that on your holiday? Um, uh. Another person that joins us, fresh from Loftus Road, uh, literally this evening, Mr Steve Say. Steve, how are you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Very good, thank you. Cheers. How's your
0: petrol situation going?
2: It's pretty good. Luckily, I can work from home and I've got pretty much a tank full of petrol, so I'm I'm doing Wow. Pretty, yeah, I'm, wow. I, I can't complain.
0: Yeah, Working very from home nice. Is good. <laughs> and then um our fourth guest today, or third guest, there's four of us tonight, Joe Davenport. Joe, how you doing?
3: Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for having any,
0: me. Any any petrol issues to speak yeah. of? No,
3: nah, 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 no.
1: I don't drive. Don't need petrol on a bike.
0: Well, there you go. Brilliant. Good times for, for us all. Um, so I think I'd like to
1: see you go to wheels and a bicycle, so that's all I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs>
0: I think what we're going to do is not dwell too much on Friday's results obviously we haven't had a podcast since and focus on Tuesday because it's also already Friday so we're nearly a week out from that but Tuesday night a big big result um for a number of reasons really I think the weather was probably one of the a, a big factor for me the ridiculous weather I mean I don't know how anyone plays professional football in in weather like that it was just ridiculous at times the wind and the rain Uh, obviously against the backdrop of Friday night and the disappointment there. And I think the lack of um, desire and positivity and ambition on Friday night after going a goal down for a lot of people was disappointing. So all in all, to come out of what could have been a really difficult game with a 2-0 win and a really brilliant performance from Ilias Chair is pretty decent. Would you not say Mr Paul Finney?
1: I think the the pressure rages is that we've we've set it up for ourselves, haven't we? You know we've had a much better start than people anticipated. We've got probably one of the best squads we've had for years. The desire, the hunger is all the... I mean, I know it's waiting for too much, but you know it's going so early. I was just banging my head off the walk and thinking it's too early. It's too early stop it. Um, but they give it the best shot, but they were dead in the legs. Tuesday, I think, you saw the reaction, and it, listen, it's we're to—it's a championship, you're going to get these awful games sometimes, because they come thick and fast, don't they? In the back of Everton, you're going to lose to West Brom, on the back of West Brom, you can beat Birmingham, and you're back in with a shot again, it's just, it's a very, very, very hard league, and it's its probably a good time to have an international break, and sort of regroup, but, I'll t- you know, this, this score is, and I keep saying it, and I'm so chuffed for idiots as well, because... I know people sometimes get in young players. He's still learning his trade. You know, it takes years for players sometimes to do this. And people just ex- don't expect too much of players. He's still young. He's still learning his trade. And he's a very talented kid. And like, as he got some, a little bit of grief at the start of his QPR career, so he's not at the start, he's kind of getting it a little bit as well. And I think it's all for, you know, I, I, people are welcome to their opinions. They can have them all day long. Doesn't bother me. I, I'm not here to tell people what to think, but I think when people are trying, it's a little bit harsh to write them off. In my opinion,
3: I think and the the, the chair thing, him getting a bit of stick after the um, the West Brom game, you have got to remember that he was, he was a victim of the kind of the setup and the and the formation of that. He made an individual error, but he was being told to play a lot deeper in that at the moment he made that mistake. So if he was being played in his natural position, he wouldn't have been in that area to make that mistake. And as you said, Paul, he's a young kid and he's going to make mistakes. But I love everything about that kid. His, his attitude, was, like, he is tricky, and he's, but he's not just a flair player. Like, I've seen him track back and make tackles. and He's not the best tackler in the world, but at least he's trying. And was, he has got a bit of a nasty side to his game. when I've seen him give people bollockings and stuff like that, and I feel like... People of that sort of ilk that get tainted with the, uh, you know, the tag of sort of a flair play. You don't often see them do that and get wound up when things aren't sort of, the team aren't playing well. So I really like that and he's. I feel like he's got the, the temperament to come back like he did against Birmingham and get a brace that kind of, that, that showed that his temperament matched his ability. So I was, was so chuffed to see him get that brace and come back and, you know, anyone who doubted him because of that one mistake he made against um, against West Brom. I feel like he's he's kind of like and a lot of people
2: now. Yeah, I think I think you're right there, Joe. And um, I, I was really worried about a Tuesday night because we didn't have Johansson, um, and it was fantastic that Chair stepped up um, and uh, obviously slightly different position to, to Johansson, but uh, you know, giving us that kind of drive and that kind of energy and, and creativity uh, when when we needed someone to step up, Ili- Ilias stepped up and. Okay, you know, first goal, you know, lucky. You might say lucky deflection, but the second one was absolutely emphatic and a fantastic, uh, instinctive pass from from Lyndon Dykes, by the way. But I just, I just thought as we, as that first half went on, we just got better and better, and and, and Illy had a, had more and more of an influence. And I just absolutely love seeing players ram it down the critics' throats. I really do. And I think, I, th- I think he's a great player. He's a good lad. He's only 23. Um, Seems to love playing playing for Rangers, and I think, I think he deserves a break, and uh, he should definitely get one after a night like Tuesday night. And yes, the weather was biblical, wasn't it? Oh my goodness!
0: Yeah, and it's hard. It's hard to play. It's hard to play against any team like that, and they had some big physical players as well. And I was a bit, a little bit nervous watching Troy Deeney in that first half because I felt like our defenders were losing track of him a little bit. And there were two times that he was unmarked on the back post and they didn't finish those opportunities. And it it could have been a completely different story. And with with West Brom and and, and Bournemouth, I kind of write off those games anyway, because you're losing to out and out, the best two teams in the league the Fulham game coming up I think is more of a game that I would you know for obvious reasons as well but really would like to win because then you know where you stand in the kind of grand scheme of things in the championship right now but those two games you're like well you know West Brom's frustrating because we went one all up and then we're a little bit negative but Bournemouth are a very good team and like you know the, the table doesn't lie in that respect Bristol City game really frustrating to lose that one and that's the kind of game that you know, happens from time to time where you don't take your chances and you're punished for it. So I think really in the context of everything as well, not just the backdrop of what happened to chair on Friday night, but having to win on Tuesday, it was huge. It was huge to break that poor run outside of the Everton game and to almost kind of start again and hit the reset on a good run because it's all about good runs in this, in this league. So I actually think looking ahead to the fixture list, Obviously, with Fulham on the horizon, there's a really good opportunity to pick up points again.
1: Well, the yeah, thing is, everyone but... if, 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 if could be... Sorry, Joe. Go everyone on. can be... If, keep doing this podcast. We've got to stop doing that and apologising. We should hold our finger up in the air like at school, except I got expelled early. We won't talk about that. Um, but the thing is, I think with, with, with the games coming thick and fast, you have... I mean, you say Bournemouth from West Brom. I hear you, and you're right. I think we're a good side flow. I think
0: I, th- I don't I don't doubt that. I just oh, no, think, no, I'm know, saying that they are level I
1: up. Th- I think I think there's sometimes rangers are doing things now. I don't you don't think that I'm thinking we weren't doing that three or four years ago, we weren't trying these things. And the the I suppose the trade-off is that you will make mistakes, it will go wrong at times. But yeah, totally I, I, I am enjoying that. I'd rather we did this and just do rigid time. And I think in Young Dunn we have got a future captain, a future leader and someone who's going to be as hard as Absolute Neils. And having, I'm not just saying because I had the book for the podcast, but it's nice having these people on who are younger, who, I mean, Jimmy sort of said, I'm walking down, you know, Oxby's Road, as the song goes, and he got he got a real feel for Rangers just listening to the fans and the way they talk and what it means to people. So they've certainly been in, in, inducted into the community really well. So whatever Rangers are doing, even if we don't make the playoffs, even if we don't go up, it's good for the future, and we're not breaking... Our arse is trying to get out of this league. We're not going to bankrupt ourselves and just get a load of wastes. We're doing everything right, and that I wouldn't swap this for the world. Go on,
2: Jay.
3: Well, this what you're saying about the kind of, you know the, you know breaking the the rut of the, the free losses on the, uh, the league losses on the bounce. I don't know what it is about this season, but it's just I'm I'm so overwhelmingly positive about the team that we've got that I didn't actually worry. Like last season before Christmas when when we'd lost three on the bounce, I was you know, you just naturally fear the worst. But I was just thinking when's our next when's our next win coming? Because if we actually look at the three losses, they weren't we didn't we didn't crumble, we never folded on any of them. Like Bournemouth, as you said, one of the best teams in the league, their goalkeeper got man in a match, like away from home, like that goes to show that, we, that we, it was luck on the night, really, wasn't it? To put take it to the wire against them. Bristol City, yes, we weren't great, but they got a 93rd-minute winner. And that wasn't an individual error, as people keep saying. That was luck. He slipped. There's nothing you can do. And he only slipped because we were going for the win. And if we weren't going for the win at home in the 93rd minute, we'd be getting on their backs for not having ambition. And then the other one is West Brom. And it's like, yes, we didn't play well, but we, we went 1-0 up immediately. The, the system seemed to work, but it, it meant that kind of... That goal probably was the worst thing that could have happened to us because then we got a bit negative after that. But we took it to all the way to the wire, and we nearly got a point away from home again. So we weren't getting turned over like I think last season or the, or the season before that. If we'd gone, you know, three there. We would have got on the fourth game. We could have got battered or something like that. But there was a point where on Tuesday on, on Tuesday night against Birmingham in the first 20 minutes, I was thinking, oh, the, the actual confidence levels don't look as good as I thought they kind of might I thought they might come straight out of the blocks firing at them but they stuck with it and we and we didn't concede in that first 30 minutes and then you know I think the, the class showed through that we've got
2: Yeah I mean I agree I, I, I think we are a decent side we're, we're eight at the moment that's actually I, about where I expected us to be I don't think we're good enough for, for um, automatic, and certainly not at the moment. If you know, maybe if we have a good January window and things start to fall into place, then then fantastic. But you know, we all know what this league is like. It's a damn tough league. You, you, you're gonna you're gonna get beat a few times. We've got to keep the momentum going. And and the the great news about Tuesday night is after a bit of a dodgy run, we're we, we you know we've, we 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 turned it around and we're actually. You know we're scoring goals again, and we're looking pretty good. Um, I, I I'd be absolutely delighted if we got into the playoffs at the you know come come May. I th- would it would be a, a fantastic achievement given where we've been the last few years, and and really I don't think you cannot knock Warburton, and I think that's again just going back to to chair getting stick. I, I just I just think it's really unfair when you've got quite an exciting team coming together, playing well, having an identity sharing clearly sharing a passion it looks like the dre- the dressing room's pretty uh solid at the moment that everyone's sort of playing for each other while that's happening i think you've just got to you've got to take a few defeats on the chin and not and, uh, and not get too vicious so and i, I can moan with the best of them so you know i yeah i give give them a, give them a break and like i say tuesday night was was fantastic and just a shot in the arm our season needed
0: I'd be intrigued to know what you guys would prefer because I've been talking about this on my family WhatsApp group. A lot of my family are really keen to have a really good cup run and that's, you know, like a final, a final, a, a final cup run. So for you guys, what would you prefer? Playoffs, you know, sealing a, a spot at Wembley in the playoff final or a deep cup run quarterfinals at the very least?
1: I think you've got to take what's given to you in football. Everything's, you take it on board when it happens. I think if I was to be greedy, I'd say I want everything and I want it now, and I'll stamp my feet until I get it. Um, but that's not how it works. I'm just enjoying seeing the team play for each other and however far that takes us, wherever that takes us, and how we get there, I'm not bothered about it. as long as we keep this mentality, this fight, this drive, this ambition, and this QPR, that that's what I want. And um I'll take- that's not
0: an answer, Finny.
1: I know, but it's a long
0: couple, way around. Cup or league, what are you going for?
1: I, I would say um oof, I wouldn't mind getting to the semi-finals of a cup. Um, but at the same time is I've I've said it long. if we do go up, I want us to give our to somebody else. Um Yeah, I agree league. on that one. Yeah. Um, but saying that it's a different mentality. Now I know, but I'm I'm still damaged from that. Yeah. Last time in the Premier League and I, I didn't like it at all. I hated it and it, and um funny enough I was I was priced the job up at Tottenham today for doing a, a thing there. And um I looked at it and stuff and I thought it's a lovely stadium, it's lovely, it's nice, it's all very well, but just give me QPR the week, give me and even sometimes a championship, at least you've got a chance in games where you go to the premiership, you, got, you you know, you, you, the six, you say you're writing off a couple of games, flow in, in the in the Premier League, you're right off 10 games, aren't you? Let's be honest. Maybe more the top six two times a year. So, yeah, cup run. I, I would probably say cup run, which means that they won't be giving you stick flow this week. They'll be giving it to me because I'll be evil and saying I want a, a, a cup run. And I'll go, oh, he's not ambitious at all. I think uh, that
0: is ambitious, given our history. A cup run is ambitious. Steve, what about you?
1: Um,
2: I was just thinking thinking about this because I, I I, uh, the biggest cup game I've ever been at was our sixth sixth round, uh, Old Trafford in nineteen ninety five. And even though we got yeah Lee Sharp dancing at the corner flag doing his little shimmy, um, even though we I was gutted we got beat that day. It was a massive day. And yeah, okay, arguably the FA Cup was a bigger competition then but it was still fantastic i mean it was it was it was a brilliant day um i i mean the thing is is we've been so rubbish in cups for so long uh it would just be wonderful to do something in the cup i mean i don't i don't i don't imagine that we could go go all the way and go and win it but you know if we if we got got to wembley that, that would be amazing but having said that if we had a tilt at the premier league is it you know that the chance that that money and you know it's it's we're so good money. with money, aren't we, Steve?
0: <laughs> yeah, can we be trusted? Can well, we even be trusted true. with that's a cup true. bonus? I don't know.
2: I'm 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 gonna say the the playoffs, but yeah,
0: interesting, it's, it's, Joe. It's how about thing. you?
3: it's we it's a, it's a weird one because me and my dad and my brother we've gone into every cup game going this is lovely, but it, it wouldn't be the end of the world if we went out tonight because it meant we can concentrate on the league now. And then as the matches have gone on, you just get a little bit more romantic about it and beating Everton is like, no, this is quite nice to be in here. But then the other side of it is I quite like the championship. Like, as you were saying, Finney, it's like going up to the Premier League. I remember it. It's just it's absolute misery every single week. And and I don't know. You say it's, it's
2: like, only misery if you're rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, I
0: would I don't I uh, not to be not to be too negative, but I think we'd have to invest a lot to be well, able to is, compete. This
3: really. is the thing, it's like so uh, this season, whatever happens this season, next season is going to be completely and utterly different for us mm. as GPR fans because we're either in a new league and losing mm. every week or we're in the same league with a completely new team because we're gonna lose a lot of our best players. Mm. So it's it's a it's a hard one for me. So with with that in mind I'd probably say a cup run, but you know. I don't
0: know. I think I'm firmly team cup run, to be honest. I think I've said last time I was on here that I, I'm with Finney and that I don't see us being able to yet. Yeah, I think with time it will come, but I don't think us being able to build a good foundation in the Premier League yet. We're, we're still a couple of seasons away from that. So do we want to be in the position that Norwich are in right now? Um, I wouldn't really want to be. I don't think it's enjoyable for any of their fans. You want to be able to know. You, you want what we're having every week now, which is to turn up and know that there's a pretty decent chance that your team are going to play well, give it everything, and potentially win the game. And you know, there's nothing more miserable than knowing that you're you're supporting a club that where that's just very unlikely, and you're just going to come and get beat every weekend. And I think the the romantic the romantic side of a cup is is pretty dreamy to me, but you know, it's it's great. It's a great thing to be kind of up there with the big boys and be in the Premier League. But in the grand scheme of things, you want to see good football. You want to see your team play well, right? And I just don't know if we we could even get near that, just looking at at Norwich and other teams.
1: But the trouble is that we're talking from this from a generational standpoint. We've been we've done it to be kids who would love to see us in the Premier League because they're brought up in Premier League players. I mean, with us, when we were kids and it was QPR, let's face it, these kids these days, it's PSG, it's AC Milan, whatever, Inter Milan, whatever, and, and Juventus and all this kind of thing. And, and I guess that they, they watch football through a TV type sphere. Whereas I'm not really bothered about Ronaldo playing at Loftus Road. I don't give an absolute arse. He's not my player. He doesn't play for our club. I couldn't give a rat's arse what happens. I was the same with John Barnes. We, played him. we thought, oh, he's quite good, but he doesn't play for us. And there's that. So I suppose young would say definitely as far as you can. But I've noticed recently as well, we're building the crowds back up again. We're kind of healing from the last stint. The... I don't know what you guys think. But we're definitely healing from that last Yeah, stint I think Tuesday
0: night wasn't as big as I would have thought it was going to be judging on previous crowds this season. That was because of the fuel, wasn't it? Oh, do you think? Yeah, that would make sense. Actually, I didn't think about that. And, um, the and the, yeah, the weather wasn't great, but all in all, yeah, the crowds this season have been really good, and I think that's a nice way to kind of probably sort of segue into the big news this week about the training ground um, finally getting planning approval and they can start work. I think first of October, isn't it, on the new training ground in Heston? It just feels like. I mean, Steve, I feel like you'll know more than anyone. How long is this saga dragged on? Um, Oh,
2: Warren. Well, it all started with the Warren farm. Yeah.
0: This is like phase. This is like 3.0, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. I mean, the whole Warren farm thing was just, just a real disaster and, uh, went on for ages and the, uh, uh, the, the The local um, environmental interests um, really put a stop to us uh, progressing with Warren farm but really i think um, I think it was at the beginning of last year the club got a break, and uh Imperial college who we actually rent um harlington off um who they they own uh the heston they they wanted to sell we wanted to buy it was a really easy financial transaction for for the club to do um and obviously there's just been a delay in getting the the planning permission but it's i mean it is testament to the club um that they they've got this through that it's happening i've come on this podcast over the years many times and slagged off um tony fernandez and uh, and ruben nanalingam i think um the the fact that they've stuck around and are actually putting right the the errors of the past i think is i think is a very very good thing um and yeah it's kind of leading to the news about the the news about the the bond issue but i think just just the thing to have a uh, a training ground that is ours will be built to our specifications and will be a quality place for our our teams to, to to train together and bond together and for us to attract Good players, I, I think. I think it's fabulous news. You, sort of, you know, I don't think there's anything negative in there at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, talk about aiming for the Premier League. That's the foundation you need before you even contemplate any of the rest. Is you've got to have that foundation to build on. And if if we, I think we're entering into that with still, you know, people patched around at different areas of um, West London in, in in training ground. It just it just wouldn't work. Um, and I think it's just kind of adds to the positivity of this season. It's just kind of one thing to the next, isn't it? Um, Joe, are, are you going to be contemplating getting involved in The Bond?
3: Uh, I, t- I don't know an awful lot about it, to be perfectly honest. Um, I was speaking to my cousin about it earlier. He's in America and I've you know brainwashed him into being a huge QPR fan and he saw the news of The Bond and he was like, you should get on that, you should put 500 quid <laughs> on it because... I mean, AFC,
0: AFC Allman have had success with theirs because they had to do it in order to finish Plough Lane. So yeah. it's not the craziest idea in the world, but obviously it is, knowing QPR's financial history, it does make me a bit nervous. <laughs>
3: yeah, that, that's, that's the thing, yeah. It's like, he's a, my cousin, he works in uh, in on Wall Street in America and he was saying, if you put £500 in this bond in five seasons time, when when we go up, because they're American and they're so optimistic, he's like, "You that will have paid for your season ticket for that year. And I was like... Well, it does make sense like that, but as you said, we've we've got a, we've got thirty odd years of of knowing the ins and outs of QPR, and it always doesn't go to script, does it? So, I don't I don't know. To be honest, it sounds it sounds like a good idea, um, but I mean, the news of the training ground happening is, is got to be one of optimism because you know, in the last few years, only the last few years we've started developing players, and so they're obviously put, like targeting that as a. Uh, as a big part of our kind of like growth as a, as a business. So the only way we're going to do that is with a training ground. So yeah, it seems like good news to me. Billy, um, are you
0: going in on the bond?
1: Um, I don't know yet because I'm scared to duck source. Um, and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to recover from being absolutely wiped out business wise last year by COVID. So I'd like to, if I have cash, I will course I will but hopefully next week we'll know more about it because hopefully we'll get somebody on the podcast who can explain it better because it needs to be explained to people I'm I'm kind of I'm not the smartest person in the world so I, I want to hear the ins and also I'm old enough to remember Chris Wright's share issue and how badly that went wrong and and that's when that's when we had a training ground at Triford and then that, of course we lost a training ground when we lost the club, Was took everything and we lost everything and they, they continued to hold our training ground, might even still have it for all I know and I'm just pleased, because at the moment we've got the youth team and the kids and the first team, it's all around West London, it's all split up, it's all, and this will be a hub, and that's what we need. We need to bring a hub in, have everyone uh, show the parents up series, serious, show them, why would you want to join Chelsea or anyone like that? Come to QPR, there's a pathway to the first team, proper facilities, and we can build, and this it's a foundation of something to go forward with. And... I'm really pleased. I think it's brilliant for the club. I think it's brilliant for the fan base. I think it's brilliant for the future. And We'll we'll hear a bit more about the bond and let people make up their own minds. I'm not telling anyone what to do. I know none of us are. Um, But hopefully, hopefully we've learned lessons from the past. And this lot won't say, my worry is, they'll say, do a bond, we'll go up, and they'll spend 500 million again and spunk it up against the wall. And then it's going to be like, "Um, right, guys, uh, we need your help again. So Hopefully that won't happen. But I think Ruben and Tony Fernandes have learned from the past. And you can kind of tell that plus Lee Hughes has been massive since he came here. I don't agree with everything he does. I never will. It's not as a fan, how can you? You know, there's certain things that we'll never agree with what people do. But as terms of CEOs go, he's been the best since Devlin by a country mile. And he he, he is moving the club forward. And at last we've got the bricks ready to go in and shovels ready to go in and that's all you need by the way going back a little bit to the cup match it'd be lovely to knock Brentford out and then to say oh ah we were focusing on the league and then they get really good that'd be nice Mm -hmm. but yes I'm very excited about the grounds I just want to hear more about the bond scheme before I make my mind up and I need a bit more money coming in so yeah well I'm
0: hoping that the King of Malaysia is just going to give us some money because (laughs) I'm thinking he must have had a brilliant time on Tuesday night in exceptional weather I mean what could you not have enjoyed about that?
2: You know there are nine kings in in Malaysia, so it, it's like not the king of Malaysia; it's one of nine kings of Malaysia. But
1: is well, what pro- number is, is, there, is he though,
0: Steve? Is he number one or is he number nine? That's what matters. Well, this is
1: what we don't know. <laughs> I wasn't going to ask him. <laughs> is, 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 is there? Oh, hello, Steve. Is there, This is this is interesting. I didn't know this. Is there a level of kings in? Is he? Is is it like a Fox or conference level of king? Is there a third, is, is he is the Premier the
0: League? Is he well, yeah. EFL? Is he Champions
1: League? Is he? Is he? Cup, what we, is need, it? we
0: need the king with the money, though. That's that's sure. <laughs> we, need,
1: we, need, we need a football analogy so people like myself can understand this. Steve, you open this up, carry on. If any,
0: if, if any of our listeners know much about Malaysian royalty and its history, we would appreciate an email or a, or a Twitter DM to explain it.
3: And ironically, he came along on Tuesday night to uh, get away from
2: monsoon season in Malaysia. Yeah. But <him>.
0: Um, I, West could I, London. Could
2: I, uh, I mean, I, can, I do know a little bit about the bond um, just because I've been involved in, in some of the, the, the conversations with, with Lee Hughes. First of all, I'm not an expert on it and I'm not, I w- certainly like Finley said, I'm not telling anyone what to do at all. Um, but it is, uh, it's basically a five year bond. You can put a minimum of £500 pounds in. Um, I think the club are looking to raise, I think they said about £10 million from it in, in in total and the reason why they're doing it is it's actually a little bit cheaper than trying to um borrow money on the on the on the commercial market which in itself is a prudent thing to do and and i think it's a great thing to get fans involved so uh it'll pay five percent um interest annually uh there'll also be three three percent um value in club credit now whether that's qpr cash i think you can also spend it on tickets and stuff as well um and then lee who's keeps talking about the kicker and what he means by that is if we do get promoted there's a 25 percent bonus which you get get paid as a one-off so that's that's actually pretty good if you know if you put some money in um the other nice thing about it is that um you can actually make it as an isa so you can actually if you're a taxpayer like me you can get get the interest tax-free which is again a a really useful thing i think the key thing is like we said earlier on you know when has the club ever been good with money um there is a risk involved and that's why it's not it shouldn't be a casual decision by any fan to put money in it. It, it it's something that they need to think about particularly in terms of their attitude to risk now really the risk is that the That the the club goes under or our owners go under financially um we'll all have different views on how likely that is but that's that's where the risk comes from it's not like uh, a regular savings account which is protected by the financial services compensation scheme so you've always got to think that you could lose what you put in so that's just what I'd, i'd advise anyone to do if they're thinking about it
0: Oh, that's brilliant, that's Steve. More, and with, it, with your with your headset on, you you gave us proper, you know, NatWest uh, help centre <laughs> vibes. So we appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> um, not
1: Lewis type.
0: Yeah, exactly. Devices, no, Donald I would say, I would say, you know, I know some people who did the AFC Wimbledon 1 and obviously, you know, you don't know the risk until... It, it, whatever happens happens but they did it to complete plow lane plow lane is completed i don't know the intricacies in and out of you know when they get their money back but that was very important to the club in order to not seek outside investment because they wanted to remain fan owned. it worked and like steve said i think you know contemplate it have a look at it uh see if it's for you and 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 work it out um preston next up um a team that we have struggled against, managed to do the double against them in the 1920 season, um, not 1920, <laughs> as in 2019, 2020 season. Uh, two glorious wins, one of them pretty much thanks to Bryce o. Samuel. How are we all feeling about that one? We've had back to back home games, which feels like a real rarity this season. Um, and it feels like it's a really good opportunity to continue some momentum. With like I said, Fulham on the horizon, and we need confidence going into that game.
1: I think what we should do is also remember that it'll be our last Saturday game, probably for a while as well. The way yeah, that's true. It's actually, started.
0: with yeah, with the news today that that several fixtures, Luton, Blackpool, and Derby County night. have been have been uh, moved, haven't they?
1: I mean, Luton on Friday night. What could possibly go <laughs> wrong? Bring your helmets. It's going to be a rocky one. Um... Yeah, I at Friday night. I'm sure they're the better having a sleepless night over that one because um, we don't get on so well with them, if we all know. Um, so that's mad. Yeah, it's a bit mad because I think um, it's December before we might have another Saturday game. I could be wrong. I read it somewhere, and I'm not the brightest, as I keep saying, but it's 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 mad that they keeps... skip. So I would say get along on Saturday. I think we'll be OK. I think they're very in and outside, and um, it'll, whatever happens two two wins at home would be great, building up to um, talk wins away.
0: Yeah, they're, they're they're searching for a win in the league. I think they've had four or Please five, four or five draws in a row. Um, they beat Please Cheltenham in, in the League Cup, but they they're Please searching for a Please win, is what I would say, Finney. Please don't say it.
1: <laughs> <She> said it. <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> don't tell us no. Their striker hasn't scored for eighteen months. Go on, <laughs> you might as well fill in the competition.
0: Yeah, but they're not full of confidence. We're full of beans. We're full of confidence. The fans are behind us, and I don't think the weather's going to be as bad on Saturday as it was on anyone, Tuesday. Anyone I can't promise use my that.
1: Ticket? No, <laughs> killed it. Anyone <laughs> use my ticket? Sort of. Get it
2: home. I think what worries me about Preston, I haven't, I haven't seen much of them recently, but the last few times we played them uh, under Alex Neil, is they've just been uh, complete shit houses. Uh, you know, they've just they they've they've got ahead, and then they've been brilliant at just squashing the game and. You know, time wasting, doing all, all that business, and uh, I don't know if they're a different proposition now, but you know, it's it's not. I'm not looking forward to an exciting, full, you know, free flowing game.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh,
3: what? Interestingly, on that though, I, I do remember that Steve. I remember I remember watching us play against them last year and being just like, oh, these lot are just the most anti football team going. But what I've noticed about us this season is we've taken a little bit of that on board, and I fucking love it. Like, got...
0: Yeah, you've got to do it you've got to do it you've got to be a bit of an ass sometimes i feel like yeah. we've been far too nice over the past couple of years
3: we've got like a bit of a a bit of a kind of like nastier streak about us but this year about like you know like they've, they've learned the dark arts from somewhere and it's we're still we're still quite a nice team but we've started to do it and i really like it so um i don't pay a lot of attention to kind of the team's i'm not i'm not a huge stato about what you know? Who's doing what in the league? I know Preston are below us. I know they haven't had a good start, and I know they've had a lot of draws. But I've got faith in our team, and I feel like come Saturday, coming straight off the off a win, I think I think you know, I think we'll turn them over.
0: I mean, the the current manager was the first a first team coach under Alex Neil, so I'm pretty sure the same sort of mentality and shithousery is going to apply. Um, and sometimes you just got to get down and dirty. I think we did that well on Tuesday night and you've got to do that. I think, I, I feel like we, I wish we'd done that a little bit more in the Bristol City game. I think we could have swung that game more into our direction if we had done that. I think we played very nice football at times and sometimes you've got to add a little bit of nastiness into the mix, a little bit of gamesmanship to go with that. Um, Score predictions, Finny.
1: I think we'll win two 0 but that's before you said what you said. In which case, now I'm just panicking and just thinking it's going to be an absolute nightmare. Now I think we'll hopefully two nil Rangers. sets us lovely for them away, and that's that'll be good.
0: Steve, Steve?
2: I'll go. I'll be optimistic. I'll go two one.
1: That should be optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we're gonna lose three nil then. Four four nil. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh,
3: I, I was gonna go two nil, but uh i going I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go even more optimistic. We're gonna go three nil. We're gonna beat them Oh comfortably.
0: <laughs> Lovely yeah, hell, the I'd man's on fire. I'd love a big win in a clean sheet again. It feels like yeah been too long you since you know since what I
3: was, I was saying to my brother a few like a few games ago I was like wouldn't it be lovely for like a, I don't think we've ever witnessed it like a comfortable game you know like you could be you can be as many goals up as you want and then the last 10 minutes are still going to be uncomfortable for some reason and we had our first comfortable game against um Oxford in the cup And we came away, we left the stadium going, like, do you enjoy that? It's comfortable, isn't it? And we were like, no, that was awful. So boring. It was like, it's a bit like Stockholm. You want some jeopardy, don't you? You get get used to the emotional (laughs) torment. So, like, I don't know. I think... uh... You just compared QPR to
1: Stockholm. (laughs) (laughs) It is. You just get used to it, don't you?
3: But, um, no, we're due due one of those comfortable things in the league because we haven't really had one of them, have we, really?
0: I'm going to oh, go yeah. a big win, but I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet, so we am going to go 3-1. Um, before we wrap things up, quick R's end. Finney, I'll come to you first, because yours will be an oh essay. Oh, for the so.
1: Lord above. Um, my R's end is quite simple. Is I'm not allowed to plan anything, because I, I thought I planned this trip away, and it, it, it kind of went wrong, because I thought we are playing Wednesday, we are playing Tuesday, <laughs> so I shouldn't be trusted. Um, and uh, I'm annoyed at myself for that, because I missed the game, but I didn't miss the rain, the rain looked bad, and I'm just pleased, listen, every, I love the fact everyone's gone with smiles on their faces, I love the fact they see the family stands getting further and further, the fire they they're growing much better, I'm just loving, I'm really loving the moment, and I, the stuff I'm obviously wrong because I'm a miserable bollock, so, but it's, it, it's 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 even for someone like me, it's, it's hard not to get swept aside by all this optimism, enthusiasm, but also, more importantly, enjoying being there, that's the most important thing, people are enjoying being there again. A long may that continue, and that is my R's end.
0: Yeah, can't can't fault that. Couldn't agree more. Steve, Joe, uh, any R's end to add to the equation?
2: Yeah, I got a quick one. Although it's about it's about the support behaviour and the um the, the pitch invasions that we had on uh, at the Everton game. I I feel a bit sorry really for some of the people who are gonna get going got arrested and I don't know. They, should, you know, yeah, it's an idiotic thing to do, but I just feel a bit sorry for them that it's kind of, you know, it was it was a joyful, harmless thing to do. I know where they're not supposed to go on the pitch, and know that the club can get fined. Uh, I just think that the, um, the, the the statement from the club, I, I I understand why they have to do it, but I just think it's a bit a little bit po face. Can't we, can't we just kind of, you know, yeah, they didn't hurt anything. I don't know.
1: Maybe. i just come back to that, Steve, a wee second. I agree. And I think it's. I think telling the kids off, don't do it again, banning orders, massively wrong. Um, since I, you know, I know they're trying to send a message out. To me, they got carried away. It's been that kind of season. And the club are hyping the, the whole thing up as well. And people are just getting a wee bit over the top. And I think it's telling off and caution, perhaps, but to ban people seems harsh, even if it's possibly legal. That's my opinion. Sorry.
2: Yeah, apparently apparently the guy who um, um, hit the hit the linesman with the uh, with the Jude's flag is gonna get is gonna get quite a severe ban, ban from what Lee Hues was saying the other night.
1: What did he actually hit him with? No, a well, it, it, him a flag. it
2: was it was you know the the the, um, the flag that Jude sometimes has you know, Yes. just a piece of wood and a flag on the end of it. Um, it, it, had dropped it by the side of the pitch on on Ellisley. and a guy had just like reached over and he was has actually just been sort of swinging it around normally in celebration at one point. But then I think he wanted to point out to the to the linesman at some uh, one point that a throw in had been taken in the wrong place. And I think I th- I don't actually think he hit the linesman with it. From what I saw, it was just more of a he touched the linesman or it was an accidental collision. But yeah, that guy that guy's gonna. Going to copy it apparently.
1: Well, in, in that case, wouldn't it be wise to use CCTV footage, look at the instant in its real time, what happened, and make yeah. a sensible decision? Because that would be harsh to ban someone if it didn't mean to do what they did. And of course, you shouldn't have told things. Of course, you shouldn't do that. Of course, we know all that. But sometimes in the heat of the moment, so yeah. maybe use CCTV, and, and if it's justified, it's justified. And if he hasn't, intensely done it then i think that'd be very very harsh at the end of the day football's a passionate
2: game and um you know yeah w- there has to be certain standards of behavior but let's not let's not squash every bit of happiness out of it eh?
1: that's my job
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we knew that
1: can i also sorry just add one last bit of um, ours end. um just sending a lot of love to Gemma. just had a horrible time Gemma, you've been on the podcast before I'm sending you lots of love. Uh, Gemma lost her mum. And I I was really sorry to hear that. And I'm just sending you lots of love and support, Gemma, if you're listening.
0: Yeah, I definitely echo that. Um, And it's, it's been a really difficult time for lots of people. I mean, some people obviously couldn't come back to QPR or haven't come back to QPR. So I think it's brilliant how the club has kind of factored that into the experience as well. It's been a really positive return, not just because of the football, but I just think, you know, bar those ticket issues aside that we spoke about at length on the podcast, I think all in all the club has done really well to kind of welcome fans back and make them feel appreciated. I think that's the most important thing. And that's why people got, you know, so frustrated with the ticket situation is, you know, these we people are your loyal fans, they are your loyal customers and like all they want to do is be appreciated and I think that's the most important thing is to like feel like what you do is noticed and loved. Um Joe, anything to add on our end?
3: Oh uh, yeah, it kind of segues perfectly in. It was it's it's about that kind of being away from QPR thing that we've we had for the last year. It's why I, it's why I made that film at the beginning of the season. Kind of mark the fact that we've been away and we've missed it so much, and and the importance of being back in Loftus Road is way more than football. And I think we were. I ruined Boston. it. <laughs> no, you were great, For once, I could edit you down. <laughs> that was the beauty of
0: it. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't twenty <laughs> minutes of just him.
3: <laughs> but it reali- it made made it made me realise, particularly that, um, you know. Football is much, much more than the 90 minutes of the actual football. It's about the routines and, you know, going to the pub with your loved ones, your dads, your brothers, your sisters, your aunties, your uncles, and, you know, seeing those old familiar faces. And being back at Loftus Road this season, I feel like we appreciate it more. And I feel like there is an overwhelming positivity this season. Um, but I would just kind of like to remind people where we were in December of last year when we were in the, the kind of the in doldrums and that, and it Things have turned around drastically, and our our expectations are suddenly sky high. And f- it only takes three losses for a little bit of negativity to start creeping through again. And I would just, I would just want to say that people, if you are a QPR supporter, make sure you support. I don't want don't want to hear booing and things like that if if we lose again because we are naturally going to lose again. Um, but on the whole, I absolutely love the vibe at Loftus Road in recent games, particularly the game against Everton. I haven't heard an atmosphere like that in, in years and years. And um, long may it continue.
0: Yeah, hear, hear. Okay, um don't really have much to add to those brilliant... Um brilliant hours end um thanks everyone for listening um i'm sure paul finney will be back next week can't necessarily um commit anyone else at this stage but mr paul finney will be bringing you some analysis and reviews and some hot takes
1: you know what? (laughs) what in between this 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 one and maybe tuesday when we do the next one i might actually get a life i might surprise you i might be out see you tuesday